AEW needs a reset. AEW needs some core foundations. AEW also needs an overarching philosophy that they're going to follow. Something that makes sense while also having the wiggle room to improve, to do stupid things, to do comedy things, to do a lot of different things under that umbrella, even though the overarching philosophy will be constant. I say this because last night, April 19, 2023, it was AEW Dynamite. And reading the comments and seeing the videos, I'm like, this can't be real. For the longest, AEW has been that staple of the alternative. Now it's not really the alternative if you're taking stuff from WWE, if you are throwing together matches that don't make sense, having guys have promos that don't make sense. And there are probably going to be two particular instances, maybe like two and a half or maybe like three. I don't know. But I saw some red flags yesterday. And yeah, we're going to talk about it because quite honestly, I don't understand what AEW wants to do for their future. You can't keep remaining in the 800,000 to high 900,000 ratings area for the last four years there has probably been about maybe like three i'll give it four because somebody is probably going to jump in the comments and be like oh actually it was x amount of times they were at a million from what i could count and from what i can remember there's probably been about like three times that they were at a million in ratings a million people around the world watched aew and let's not bring in any other type of sports into this. You have to be able to get the people who watch basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever is on on their cable television. You have to go get them and bring them over to a wrestling show. If you can't do that, you are basically failing even though I really don't want to use the word failing, but that is the word that's going to be described for this. If you can't bring those people in, then do not blame the other sports that are on TV. Blame the fact that professional wrestling got super overexposed and people just fell out of love with it, never really continued on with it, and don't really enjoy it. People enjoyed the competition aspect of basketball, baseball, hockey, football, because those have been around for ages and they don't really play around. They're competition from start to finish. Wrestling, you're basically being taken out of reality for a second and transported into this fantasy storytelling world where you can escape for a couple hours and be in love with the characters that are shown on screen. However... AEW always does this, and it hasn't been shaken off yet. It still feels like an indie-run show. Now with added sports entertainment drama that is like a B or a C rating in Hollywood. Like, I can't make this up. And by the way, if you've gotten this far, welcome to 
Season four of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and we're just talking about AEW because there is really something that's like a disconnect between logical fans and the audience that AEW produces. And I'm here to talk about it. But I really wanted to welcome you to the show before I continue on with my rant. I said I wasn't going to talk about AEW on my podcast because they have not shown any type of progression where they need to show progression. If Tony Khan wants to continue to go on interviews and say, it's a war, buddy, like we're going to have a war, you know, we're in war with WWE, you know, we're the best, we're this, we're that, sir, there is no war if WWE is making record profits and all AEW does is fluff up their numbers and give it to Uncle Dave to tweet out these numbers. So it's time for Tony Khan to stop playing Booker and be a Booker and make some really good decisions on hiring a writer because I just can't believe the kind of storytelling we're doing these days on AEW. And all the other veteran wrestlers need to stop kissing his ass just because they're getting a paycheck. If you care about the business and you want it to evolve and you want it to be here forever, because essentially this is your livelihood, I'm not sure if you would feel comfortable doing a nine to five job. So if you want wrestling to continue, you're going to have to tell your boss no on certain things, no on certain storylines. AEW shouldn't have to feel week from week to week to week of just throwing shit to the wall, seeing what sticks. And if that sticks and the fans like it, cool, you're going to run with it. But in like two, two and a half weeks, it gets dropped. It honestly makes no sense. Sometimes in wrestling, you can go in without a plan. But that is for the very, very 1% top veterans that can go in without a plan and it will feel like it was always planned from the beginning. Those are the really valuable ones that you need in your company. Everyone else has already done everything in life. Everyone else has already done everything imaginable in professional wrestling. Now we're just rehashing shit with really poor actors. All right, I'm going to stop dancing around the issue because it makes no fucking sense for me to keep doing that. Britt Baker really wants to be a Bella so bad. And Britt Baker really wants to be in WWE so bad. So what they have them do? And when I say them, I mean her and Adam Cole. So if you guys don't know, Adam Cole came back. AEW has AEW All Access. And for Adam Cole's big comeback, he's going to be feuding with Jericho and the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. My first question is why? Why are you going to do this? You want to try and build up his momentum again as being a babyface. But the promo that was cut where Jericho said that I'm going to be honest with you from the bottom of my heart that I have zero respect for you, meaning he's telling that to Adam Cole. First of all, Jericho, you are a heel. Obviously, a heel is not going to have respect for a babyface because they think that Maybe the babyface is cringe because the babyface wants to be the hero. He wants to have the crowd on his side so that way, you know, he could get their energy and their power to become champion. 
or just have the adulation of the fans because he's a very good spirited guy. That's what a baby face is supposed to be. However, that shouldn't matter to a heel because the heel wouldn't give a shit at all. Like it was a very confusing thing to read and hear that Jericho would say that. Now, if we flipped it to where the babyface would tell Jericho, hey, I have no respect for you, that's a better way of doing that because the babyface that's trying to get the adulation of the fans and the fans on his side are giving the fans a perspective they may not have thought about because if you basically say that, I am here, I am the hero of this story, I don't like what you're doing to AEW, and I have zero respect for you because of these reasons... These reasons could be anything. So let's hypothetically like book this shit. Those reasons can definitely be one, he cheats too much. Two, he cozies up with management so he could get whatever he wants. Three, he couldn't really cut it in WWE. And I really don't like taking shots at WWE for this. But let's just hypothetically do this because that's what AEW does. Three, he couldn't make it in WWE long term. So he decided to come to AEW and try to underroot everything that Cody Rhodes has done like I don't know something that to that effect but then again that may cause the baby face to be heel but then we could be anti-hero and this is where it gets a little too out of hand a little too much for the fan to pick what direction it should go in because you know for some reason AEW the thought process is wrestling could be whatever you want it to be and no that's not the case it has to have in most cases, a clear-cut line for what you have to go with. You have to go on the journey with them. You cannot make your own journey because that's what you want to do. You're not wrestling. If you guys go to a wrestling school and get proper training and come into the wrestling business, then by all means, make your own journey and make your own stories. But, dear fans of AEW, it's not for you to make your own journey, make your own story with these wrestlers. Dear wrestlers in AEW, you have to take control of your stories and guide us into these stories because essentially you are teaching us how to get over obstacles. You are teaching us how to be self-sufficient. You are teaching us right from wrong. You are teaching us moral value sometimes. Like you have to take control of that shit. Like I hate this idea of Oh, you as a wrestling fan who's watching AEW, you can make up the story whatever you want. You could do whatever you want. No. No, 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 no. So back to the whole thing of we heard that line a thousand times from Jericho that he has zero respect for Adam Cole. Adam Cole just came back from a concussion that he sustained at Forbidden Door, the first ever Forbidden Door in like the summer of last year. I might be wrong, but I think that was the starting point of everything. So he just comes back. How do you not have respect for Adam Cole when Adam Cole hasn't even done shit in AEW? Now, if this was in like WWE where he has more moments and you could point out specifically those moments in WWE and then you come out with that line of, I have zero respect for you because you did X, Y, and Z. Nobody at your stage in your career should do X, Y, and Z. You should know your place. That is what a heel is supposed to do. But Adam Cole does not have a footprint in AEW. And then for Jericho to be like, oh, I have zero respect for you. What? 
And then you have Brick coming out to defend her man, which makes Adam Cole look like a weaker man. It's like, dude, can he not stand on his own legs? Like, come on. I understand we're in Pittsburgh and she's a hometown girl and a hero. But to come out and to slap Jericho for what? For what, really? When nothing is really diabolical here, when nothing is devilish here. Like, why are you slapping him? Then Britt and Adam Cole get attacked by the Outsiders, which is the team of Ruby Soho, Paige, or Soraya, sorry, and Tony Storm. And then also Daniel Garcia comes in too. Don't really like him either. And so they handcuff Adam Cole to the bottom rope. Now, there is a small discussion on wrestling Twitter of whether or not this is a botch. And it really does look bad. I am surprised that nobody at AEW knows how to properly put on a handcuff on somebody to like the rope. Does nobody have like kinky sex anymore with handcuffs? Like... There has to be someone out there that knows how to use handcuffs correctly. If you guys know how to use handcuffs correctly, please go tweet at AEW to maybe get a job and teach them how to properly use handcuffs. So as Adam Cole's wrist is handcuffed to the bottom rope, Adam Cole does not do himself any favors by holding the bottom rope as if like he's getting ready to bounce off the ropes. Like you have to hold the rope securely. So that way, um, you know, you don't get injured when you do moves and stuff like that. So it does look kind of weird that he's trying to outstretch himself. And that's like a weird way of me saying that, but trying to get to Brit as we'll get there in a second, but he's trying to reach for her and he's still holding onto the bottom rope as if like, the handcuff is not doing the job as if they really didn't handcuff him. And that's why people are like, this looks kind of weird. It looks awkward. You know, like, why are they doing this? Now, let's stretch out over to Brit. Some altercation happens where she is down on the mat, acting like she's hurt. Jericho brings out a candlestick, and then Soraya takes the candlestick, and they're just whacking her with the candlestick and she's there acting like it freaking hurts as if like they're using a chair they're using like a sledgehammer they're using something that has a lot of weight and force to it while she's there screaming for adam cole but instead of saying adam or cole or honey bun i don't know she's yelling his real name austin and it's like what are you doing, AEW? Britt Baker was a former AEW champion, women's champion. Britt Baker knows how to wrestle, and she's been a badass forever in AEW. She had a badass match with Thunder Rosa in a lights-out match, and you're telling me that I'm supposed to feel sympathetic for this chick that talks a lot of shit, runs her mouth about Thunder Rosa, is getting beat up by Soraya with a candlestick. And, you know, I could understand if Britt got into the business as just a manager, where she probably knows how to take a little bit of bumps, but she really just wanted to be a manager and she's managing different guys 
And she has like the role of Miss Elizabeth. I can understand and I could get sympathy for someone like that because they don't have the wrestling knowledge to defend themselves appropriately. But this chick was in hardcore matches. This chick was in cage matches. This chick was bleeding everywhere. She finally got that Uncle Dave five-star, six-star rating. And she's like, yes, I accomplished that. But the moment Soraya, no bigger than Brit in terms of like muscle mass and like strength, is beating the shit out of her with a candlestick and she's trying to play it off like, Austin, help me. This is just like a B level, C level thing of what WWE did with Triple H, Stephanie, and Randy Orton. However, that was way better than this. I was way more invested in that than I am in this. And you guys can understand where this frustration comes from because they think it's good shit and it's not. The way to fix that scene, that segment in AEW is Brick could have rolled the fuck out. Brick could have went to go try and get a weapon, could have tried to create some space, could have tried to have some thought behind like, all right, I am outnumbered. Adam Cole is handcuffed to the bottom rope. What am I going to do? Who am I going to get? How come Adam Cole and Britt Baker don't have any friends? Why does it feel like it has to be the Britt Baker and Adam Cole show? Because we have AW All Access, which is the equivalent to Total Divas and is not going to help AW in the long run. Because they already made Britt Baker look bad, really, really bad. With her constantly being obsessed over Thunder Rosa and Thunder Rosa having to go on Busted Open Radio to be like, hey, Tony Khan never booked me. He never paid for my flights. He never paid for my hotel. He never told me to come in. So I don't know why someone is complaining. Well, I'm adding that because Thunder should just be straight up. Like, Latinas, like, we are straight up people. And it's kind of sad that Thunder Rosa has to keep apologizing while Britt doesn't apologize at all. Anyway, this just makes me frustrated and upset because there is no need for this. No one asks for this. No one asks for a love story between Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Going against Jericho, it is really not going to elevate anybody in this. But that is enough for just this segment. Now, there's something else that I want to talk about. Very quickly, for all the AEW fans out there, are you a fan a Will Hobbs. This is a legit question because it made no sense yesterday to have that TNT championship title go from Will Hobbs to Wardlow. Wardlow is completely cooled down. Wardlow doesn't have a sense of direction, but I am really guessing that the population on Twitter and also maybe in the real world that are like oh my god Warlow is so hot and that only looks at his body and not his wrestling ability maybe that's the reason why he got the championship title back first of all just because I am a female podcasting about professional wrestling I look at wrestling first and an athlete's body is just a given and just an added bonus but I'd rather talk about your wrestling ability and your character work and your promo work more than anything else. All Wardlow has going for him is his looks and the powerbomb. And there's nothing else that I know about him other than the fact that he never wanted the TNT championship title the first time he won it. 
and he wanted the World Heavyweight Championship title. And when he mentioned that, that is when everything went downhill for him. Now, to give the belt back to him and take it off of Hobbs, I don't understand why that is. If somebody wants to leave me a comment to explain to me why that is, I will be all ears to listen and to read it. However, it's really upsetting that Will Hobbs just got a championship title, even though he won it unjustly, unfairly, because QT stepped in to help him out. Regardless, Will Hobbs won a championship title. Will Hobbs has a lot of potential to be the star that AEW needs, the villain that AEW needs in the title picture, someone that can be very intimidating, someone that you can believe that with the right amount of push, the right amount of story, the promo work. Will Hobbs can definitely be a champion in AEW that is the world champion if done right, but to take away a championship title from him, to put it on a guy that is completely still cold, that doesn't have any other type of character work that I can be like, all right, it makes sense for him to get it back. It makes no sense to take it off of Hobbs. And Hobbs has an incredible, awesome gimmick that I love. I love the book of Hobbs. That has so many potential storylines, so many potential and everything like I would love to work with Hobbs to make that a household thing the book of Hobbs like I would love that shit like I have so many ideas but I'm not going to tell any of you guys because you guys would just steal it and probably not do anything good with it but you know if Hobbs ever listens to this whole entire thing you know if he ever wants help or guidance on that character that gimmick I will gladly help him that has so much potential to be something different, something unique in this wrestling business. And this is what we talk about every single time in Gabe Sapolsky Spaces on Wednesdays and Sundays is how to be different from the crowd, how to set yourself apart from character work, promo work, from being a wrestler, from who do you watch, the inspirations. Like we learn every single week about how to be different in this wrestling business. And I have also gotten on my own live streaming platforms, such as Twitch and now Kick. And I do this thing called Tape Study Tuesdays, where I check out professional wrestlers, check out their matches, and basically talk about what's good in their match, what they can improve. I never say what they suck at. I always say, oh, that's awesome. That could be a little bit better. All right, so this is how we can improve it. Or if we're talking about storylines, if we're talking about the bloodline storyline, why that is an important thing in our industry. Why is that an important story in our history aside from the really rich history of the Samoan dynasty? It's how they connect with people. And I give my services to wrestlers who really want to go far in this business. And sometimes I am like at 1% in love with AEW because it doesn't feel like no one is progressing. It feels like everyone is stuck in this loop where they think that they know. And it's like you haven't really broken out yet. It may feel like it from me looking from the outside in because I'm not there and I will admit that I'm not there. But at the same time, it doesn't translate well on TV. Everyone on Twitter is hyping up all these things. But it's like, guys, can you not see the bullshit that they're giving you? How they're insulting your intelligence, 
how they're changing up things at the drop of a dime, like taking the belt off of Hobbs for no good reason. And it's probably going to be the same thing next week. But yeah, I really wanted to mention that there was no reason for Warlow to be the new TNT champion while Hobbs have not gotten off the ground on shaping the TNT division, whatever that looks like. He hasn't got it off the ground to shape it in his image, to shape it in his story. But then Warlow gets it, and what's he going to shape it into? A symphony of fucking power bombs every single week, including security guards, like we saw for the past, like, year? That got him nowhere. That's not even a star-level performance. That's not even him being elevated. Sure, you could do power bombs. Brock Lesnar could do power bombs. Any other wrestler could do power bombs. Bobby Lashley could do power bombs. Hobbs could do power bombs. Even the females could do power bombs. Just because you make it your main thing doesn't mean that it is the hot shit. The same thing with suplexes. You know, it's not the hot shit. It doesn't bring more layers to your character. It doesn't bring more layers to your wrestling style. That's the thing. Like, these guys are so comfortable in their wrestling style that they don't want to change up at least maybe 2% of what they do. You know, I don't want to make this into a AEW versus WWE thing, but let's just take a moment to appreciate that The Miz, when he was fighting Seth Rollins last Monday, he did something that he never does in his matches, and it was an excellent attention to detail DDT, the row through DDT. That is fucking great. This is what I mean when I get, like frustrated with aw wrestlers like change up your style at least two percent of it it doesn't always have to be hard hitting it doesn't always have to be high flying it doesn't always have to be like landing on the outside i'm gonna switch for a second if you guys saw the match between sammy guevara and jungle boy sammy needs somebody to rein him in and tell him to work a hold the same way with the luchadors that are coming in. Dear luchadors, please work a hold. It is killing me to just see flips, to just see unnecessary bullshit that will shorten your careers. If you don't want to go to a nine to five job, to a fast food job, a corporate job, and you want wrestling to be your sustainability income, please stop doing unnecessary shit for the pop of the fans and the fans are not going to fucking remember it in like 15 minutes afterwards. That's being like extra not generous. They're probably going to remember it at the end of the night. But the next day, they're not going to fucking remember. It's like you are breaking your back over the fans that really want to see it again and again and again. And then when you get injured, are they really going to be there? You know? I saw some clips of the Sammy versus Jungle Boy match. And it's like, why are you doing a Spanish fly to the outside? Now, I can understand if it was like a fall count anywhere. But if it's not a fall count anywhere, don't do that shit. Just do a regular Spanish fly inside of the ring. And then you did a top rope Spanish fly as well. Sammy used to be good. But I don't know what got into his head that he has to do all of these death-defying moves to stay relevant. 
because now he backed himself into a corner of people just hating him and he doesn't understand why people hate him guys put on a match you don't have to go wild you don't have to do all these weird ass fucking flips and that don't connect that don't tell me a story oh my god you can flip cool that's awesome that's something i can't do but you know is it really needed no it's not really needed i like having my feet on the ground but that's neither here nor there it's just the fact that people do things unnecessary in this business that is not going to constitute as evolving in this business and staying in this business long term. That's why I get upset with AEW. That's why I'm at this 1% love with AEW because they go out there and they kill each other. Not really. You know what I mean? They go out there, they bust their ass, they do all this stuff, they come back hurt. And then I wonder why AEW has the most wrestlers on the injured list. While places like WWE barely have a huge ass list now of injured wrestlers. You got to pick and choose what you want to convey to the audience. You got to pick and choose what kind of death defying stunts you guys can do. Just because you guys could do Spanish flies and like fly around the ring and basically powerbomb each other onto the outside doesn't mean you have to. It's okay to say no in the wrestling business. It's okay to say no if you do not want to do that, if it's not going to benefit both of you guys, except for waking up the next day sore, and then a week from now you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I can't make it to work because I have nagging injuries. Well, no one told you to do a Spanish fly to the outside. No one told you to do a powerbomb to the hardest part of the ring, the ring apron. We need a generation of wrestlers that have to be smart in this business. And I say that with love. I really do. Okay, let's get back on track. I did not like the fact that we have the Britt Baker and Adam Cole show. I do not like the fact that Will Hobbs is no longer a champion. This guy should have been a champion for a while longer. So that way he could get his character, his gimmick, his promo, his story off the ground because... Will Hobbs has all the potential in the world, and I really want to see him grow. The elite don't know what the fuck they're doing. They really don't. They're going against the Blackpool Combat Club, and Wheelie Yuta looks like a lost puppy, unfortunately. The way that they're treating him, as if like he doesn't know how to wrestle, he doesn't know how to do anything. I understand he's still green in his business, but please do not expose him like that. He already exposed himself during Best of the Super Juniors in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, don't do it any further in AEW. Make him look like at least a decent star that understands what to do in a ring, understands how to take out, you know, some of the wrestlers and not just be a punching bag for people. And also Shibata, like, really embarrassed him and that really is not helping him at all. You don't have the weakest link in your team be the punching bag. They can be, like, the butt end of jokes sometimes, but not a full-on punching bag. And then they bring in Konosuke into this whole thing between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. Kenny Omega couldn't get Kota Ibushi when, according to Twitter, Ibushi and Kenny have been talking. By the way, I have nothing against Konosuke at all. It's just that inserting him is the weirdest thing in 
this whole story, whatever we're going with, because I still can't believe that we're still doing the hangman thing. And yeah, I might have to make another episode specifically about why Hangman Adam Page is not a star, but I will let you guys know right now that it is very toxic that AEW continues to do this friendship thing because let's be honest with each other. When you have been in a friendship, you get happy, you're you're like, oh, this is awesome. You know, we all had the same thought process. We're like, yeah, we're friends. Awesome. But then one person in the group decides to backstab you and kick you out. And then you feel heartbroken. because You're like, what the fuck did I do? I did everything in my power to be friends with them. I invited them over to my house. We ate together. We broke bread together. Like you did everything that you're supposed to do as a friend. But somehow you're the problem. You're the wrong one. And they kicked you out and they backstab you. That person that did that is like, oh shit, let me try to make amends and let's try to get this friendship up and going. A regular logical person will not go back because of how they feel. That cannot mend a broken heart overnight. Now, yes, I understand the hangman situation with the elite has been taken over like maybe a year or whatever, but that's still a toxic relationship to go back to the person that kicked you the fuck out. That is toxicity. That's a mental toxicity and that should not be promoted. I don't give a shit if it's a tale about like friendship never ends or friendship never dies. It's the principle of loyalty being broken. You cannot have a friendship without loyalty. If you decide to kick out somebody because of whatever reasons, why would you want them back? And you as the person that has the heart broken, the loyalty broken, the trust broken, why would you want to go back into that environment knowing it's going to be the same shit when nobody has grown up? Nobody in the elite has grown up. Hangman hasn't grown up either, by the way. But like none of them have grown up. So what is the point? What is the story that is having you be so attached to this toxicity of a friendship? Nobody should go through this. Nobody should feel like they have to have their heart broken just to get be friends with someone again, if that makes sense. Like, no one should have to go through that. If trust and loyalty are broken in a friendship, why would you go back? You shouldn't go back. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap up this rant right here because I think this is like a nice sweet spot for you guys. Thank you for listening to this AEW review of my thoughts of just certain segments that I thought was really bad. And I hope that people learn from this podcast episode because, man, I just need AEW to progress and not just stay in the same shit that they always fucking do. I really want AEW to succeed, by the way. I always wanted AEW to succeed, but it doesn't feel like they are because nobody wants to step in and be like, no, we can't have this because of X, Y, and Z. Maybe we can try to improve this by X, Y, and Z, and let's try that. Let's not try to worry about WWE. Impact Wrestling is surviving. And Impact Wrestling for like the first couple of years was taking shots at WWE and look at them now. They are surviving. They're actually really good. But yes, that's going to wrap up this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell a friend, share it with your buddies and wrestling fans. If you are a Spotify listener, I need your help. 
because you are the backbone to this, as well as all the other podcast platforms as well, but specifically on Spotify. Make sure to hit that follow button when you go to the Square Circle podcast, so that way you can never miss a notification when I put out a new episode. Also, Spotify has introduced polls and Q&As, so I will be using that, and I would love for you guys to participate in that. Spotify has also released video podcasting. I also upload my videos onto there as well. So you can watch it while you're at home, while you're relaxing. Video podcasting is the way to go. And if you want to share it with somebody, you can. I also have Spotify subscriptions turned on. This gives you extra content behind the scenes. I will start doing wrestling video reactions to old school wrestling and I would love you guys there for the ride. It is only $4.99 a month to where you get to watch my wrestling reactions. And if you cannot make it to a Twitter spaces that I will be doing, if you can't make it to a Twitter spaces, then you can also listen to the audio for that as well on Spotify. So again, I have subscriptions turned on if you wanna help the channel further help me out further help the brand out further help our community out further it's $4.99 to get extra content delivered to your notifications because you're awesome all right guys make sure to be following me on twitter at marie underscore shadows sign up to my wrestling newsletter marieshadows.substack.com i have exclusive scoops to give you guys about mercedes monet and also will osprey's health update and also some MLW news as well. For all of my live streaming, I have been live streaming on kick.com. So if you guys want to go support me on kick, which will be soon and throughout the week, head over to kick.com forward slash Marie shadows. And it is K I C K.com forward slash Marie shadows. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this whole entire AEW mini review. You have been listening to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys on the next one.